The wheel. Oh, so Josh didn't have his wheel ready, so you're like, fuck, I should check my wheel. So Well, I have to get his wheel things before I can put my, my wheel, wheel things. Yeah. We've got to mash our wheels together. <laughs> wheels of steel. That's my Duke Nukem. <laughs> Everybody gets pissed when they hear Duke Nukem. I was going to say, Mike's the voice actor, right? Or you do, you do I, the voices. Can I, you do Nukem? I have not been paid to be a voice actor, but <laughs> Duke Nukem's not that tough. Uh, Duke, you just do, do Duke then. Oh. Pretend uh, I just threw like 500 fun money points or whatever they are. <laughs> Chat points. Channel points. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking about that. I thought you were talking about something in Duke Nukem. I'm like, I don't remember that. But, um... What does he say? He says, hail to the king, baby, right? So he's like, hail to the king, baby. Yeah, that's Duke. Yeah. <laughs> Duke's real easy. <laughs> yeah, it's just deeper and raspy. That's it. Like, but the way to make Duke fun is to then say weird shit with the Duke voice. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck Elmo. Like that, yeah. <laughs> and then, but afterwards, he's supposed to say, balls of steel. I'm kind of worried that that's where you went first. <laughs> well, no. The, the reason they oh, there first. No, there's is, a lore explanation, Andy. Don't worry. Yes, there is a lore explanation to that because Brian. I'll have you know. I'm going to use this for the cold open, but cut the lore explanation so that we just end with that. Yeah, unfortunately, it's getting late. We yes. got to get the episode started. So <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Brad Guy and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is the only man I trust to slit my throat and put me out of my misery, Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? I feel like one of these times, Andy, I want to trip you up out of your intro from leading you in with something. <laughs> um, that's my goal, I think. Uh, next up, when the demons came for the sheriff, he said nothing. But when they came for the movie theaters, he attacked. Josh Zorch. Gotta stand for something, people. And if we had to pick one man to take the blame for getting drunk and blowing up Woodrow Dollarhide's cows, it's definitely Mike Bradley. As soon as you started, I knew you were going to call it. Like, <laughs> as soon as, like, it, fuck. <laughs> like, we knew that was coming to me as soon as the drunk part kicked in. Thanks. Dude's walking around ready to take a wrong. shit in the river, you know, drunk on whiskey. I figured that's Mike Bradley. And finally, he's the Percy of his family, Ian Lighting. <laughs> Squee squee, my little pay pigs, and head into your phone and send money to dollar sign funky donkey on Cash App, and let me live the life I deserve. Hashtag googly eye fund. <laughs> it's a fund specifically for more googly eyes? Yes. And for googly eye recovery. Nice. <laughs> so, one thing I always feel like I, I half the time forget to do, and then the other half I put it at the very end of the episode. I'm going to start up front with it. Uh, anybody want to plug or promote anything? While we're up top of the episode. Hopefully get the most listeners here before they all bail out by the end. 
So if you like my hashtags, go to teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash Leroy Exports to get hashtag white spider liquid in a poly cotton blend for only $24.99. You can also buy other famous shirts there like that's a badass movie, which I'll probably say at some point tonight. And I also rate movies on an explosion scale. You can get a 10 out of 10 explosion shirt in poly cotton and polyurethane on teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Leroy Exports. Quick question about that. Has any movie gotten a 10 out of 10 explosions yet? No. No. It's a set. Do you have any Bond anticipation bears. for the first one that will? Spawn had... Got... It, had it, it, it didn't have an explosion, did it? Oh, it had that. It had a cool-ass, slow, like, slow speedboat explosion that wasn't a perfect 10, because that's the only explosion, but that was a wicked cool one. I thought no, that no, was a Spawn thing. thing. Spawn, the first one we did. Spawn, maybe, but that that's probably when I invented the scale. Okay. <laughs> so that's probably why I got a 10. Okay. So you don't stand by a 10 if Spawn got a 10. I, it's a sliding scale. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, Mike, anything? Plugs, sure, promote? yeah. You can uh, check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rareachievements. You can check out the YouTube channel. Same thing. Search rare achievements on YouTube. Got to sort that when you search it out, though, because for whatever reason you search a channel name, it pops up videos first. So sort by the channel name for rare achievements on YouTube. You'll find me there. Um. Don't follow my social media. I'm toxic. It's not. It's not worth it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, Josh, Andy, anything you want to plug? No, no. Fair enough. <laughs> Thanks for asking, though. Sure. Uh, all right. So we are back for our latest in our series of Rewind Theater episodes. So if you haven't been keeping up, uh, the Rewind Theater series is basically an excuse for us to go back revisit some old comic book movies that we either haven't seen or haven't seen for a while. Uh, our list is pretty expansive, so to take the pressure off of us, uh, we allow the Wheel of Fate to pick what movie we're watching next. The Wheel of Fate. The Wheel will always have two franchises and four standalone movies on the table at a time. So if you want to see what we're uh, watching next, stick around to the end of the episode where we spin the wheel to see what comes next. As we were talking uh, after our last Rewind Theater episode, we started thinking that uh, maybe our format was getting a little stale. So we're going to switch it up for this one, do some different stuff. Uh, when we get into the discussion part of the movie, we're going to go around, we're going to talk about what everyone, well, usually we used to talk about what everyone liked and disliked, which covered a lot of ground, but typically had us all reading pages of notes for 15 minutes. It kind of slowed down the show. Uh, so we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going to get a little bit more specific with our discussion section. Uh, it's not just going to be likes and dislikes. We're going to go through and try to focus on five categories. We're going to do directing, characters and actors, story, soundtrack, and special effects for everybody else, explosions for Ian. Uh, hopefully if all of our talking points are a little more specific, it'll keep the show moving. Uh, we will try to be implementing a timer too, just to try to also keep us going. Uh, so for every category we hit, we're going to get 10 minutes on the clock and see what we can talk about in those 10 minutes. We will try to still open the show pretty much the same format we've been doing. We're going to go over a little information about the movie, the budget, uh, current ratings. Um, if we've seen the movie before, that kind of stuff. Uh, we're also going to try to couple add a couple things in the beginning part here. Uh, we talked about doing a short plot summary section uh, with an added catch. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit. Uh, and a section to talk about the comic book side of these, since they are comic book influenced movies, uh, which Josh actually brought up and was going to handle for this episode. So Josh, if you want to kick us off with the comic book side of co uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Absolutely. Uh, so this 
stems from what became a uh, came from a 2006 graphic novel. But uh, surprisingly, you have to go back almost a decade before that to find where it came from. Uh, so the original concept was developed by Scott Mitchell Rosenberg. Uh, Rosenberg was the former head of Malibu Comics, which is where Men in Black came from. Uh, in uh, 1992, just before uh, peeling off to form his own uh, separate company, Rosenberg was involved in some of the uh, proceedings that led to the defection of the Marvel artists that ultimately created Image Comics. Um, Rosenberg found that he could sort of act as a intermediary between creators and those who could further monetize their creations. So in 1997, he co-founds a company called Platinum Studios. So what they're going to do is they're going to develop some of their own IP, but um, mostly the niche of the company is working with other publishing companies and creator companies to plug into places where you can move your IP into toy lines, into television development, film rights, those sorts of things. And obviously, you don't need to pitch something like that uh, or provide those kind of services to a Marvel or a DC. Um, but, you know, something like Image Comics and something like Dark Horse, other imprints, all those other like independent houses uh, could use, you know, those kind of intermediaries. So it's around the time of uh, the founding of Platinum Studios in, in 97-ish that uh, he himself is credited as coming up with the general concept uh, for Cowboys and Aliens. Um, so surprisingly, this didn't necessarily start as a comic book or a graphic novel, just as an idea. And he starts to shop the basic story around to different movie studios, eventually landing at Universal and DreamWorks. Development, uh, I mean, obviously we know the movie came out in 2011, so development got stalled for a long, long time. After several years, what the plan he comes up with is he's going to try to um, increase interest in the property by showing that it uh, is an interesting story already. He, he's going to try to show that there's a, a built-in market for it. So he, I don't want to use the word commissions uh, the graphic novel, but he has people then, you know, put it, take, take the idea and create a graphic novel out of it. And he's going to use the hopeful success of that graphic novel to... Uh, use as leverage for the movie studios to say, look, this sold well, there was interest in it, etc., continuing to uh, uh, push it forward uh, faster is, is a good idea. So that's ultimately what he does. So he gets Fred Van Lente and Andrew Foley uh, to write the book, and uh, artists Dennis Calero and Luciana Lima are the illustrators. So after the publication, the movie companies, Universal DreamWorks, felt that there was some viability in the IP again, so they start pushing development of the film forward once again. Uh, took another couple of years, and then, as I said, in 2011, we get the film that we're about to talk about. Um, in 2007, if anyone would be interested, um, I'm not sure exactly where to find it just yet, but it's the internet. I'm sure you can track it down. Um, there was an online-only extension slash sequel to the graphic novel. It was published as a webcomic. Uh, it was titled uh, Cowboys and Aliens Wars at, I'm sorry, Worlds at War, or simply you can think of it as Cowboys and Aliens 2, which was written by Elena Jolie Abbott. 
And that catches us up to where we hit play. So, quick question. Does the graphic novel follow the same storyline and tale that we see in the movie, or are they two separate things? From what I could gather, having not read it myself, not having it in my hands, I believe it does. I think they uh, like they changed the main character's name. So, Jake Lonergan, uh, his name in the book is uh, Zeke Johnson, if memory serves. Um, but I, be- okay. I believe pretty much all the same kind of story beats uh, are there. Okay. Has anyone actually read the comic or the graphic novel? That's a big movie? negative. Nope. Yeah, I haven't either. Okay. Just trying to figure out where we stand here. Uh, so yeah, like Josh mentioned, we are going into 2011's Cowboys and Aliens. This was directed by John Favreau. Uh, he did this movie after Iron Man 2 and before Chef. Iron Man 2 was actually came out in 2010, and this came out a year later, which to me is like, how the hell did you make this movie in a year? Yeah, given the scale of it. Right. And, like, I, you know, Iron Man 2 is no small budget movie either, so there was a <laughs> lot of shit that went in that movie too. Uh, the movie is written by... Well, there's a bunch of writing credits on this. I don't know what the difference is between screenplay and screen story, but there are different people listed for some of them. Robert Orsi, Alex Kurtzman, Damon Lindelof, Mark Fergus, and Hawk Ostby are all listed as having a hand in the screenplay. The screen story, Mark Fergus, Hawk Osby, and Steve Odenkirk are all listed as being part of the screen story team. So again, I don't really know what the difference is. I don't know like if one idea comes before the other and then the other team fleshes it out. I'm gonna get, uh, I'm gonna as far a, as I remember, like Lindelof and Odenkirk are big names, aren't they? I mean, Lindelof was he's he's in a lot of stuff. He did like Watchmen for HBO recently. He did Lost. He did. Uh, I know he was in, like, I, I vouch for it, but I know he was involved with Tomorrowland. Um, it's, I mean, to your, to your question you just asked us a moment ago, um, or actually, Mike, I think you asked, um, maybe, since this was already an existing source, maybe uh, Screen Story is the people credited with taking the bones of the book and just writing out the basic outline of the story, whether it was you know whether any of those elements were changed or added right. or whatnot, and then from there that intermediary, then the actual screen writers, you know, produced the actual screenplay. That'd be my guess. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So that would put more like Orsi Kurtzman, Lindelof, Fergus, and Otsby finished the screenplay to get that that movie made. That whatever they wrote is what I would think made it to the screen. Mm-hmm. Um. Film's got a big cast. Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, Olivia Wilde, Sam Rockwell, Abigail Spencer, Clancy Brown, Paul Dano, Adam Beach, and Walter Walton fucking Goggins are all part of this movie. <laughs> uh, any guesses for the budget on Cowboys and Aliens? How much did this movie cost? Well, no, it's 2011. 100. 100 million? 124. 124? Josh? For those effects and that much talent, I'm going to say like 180. Okay, Ian? 151. Ian was closest. 163. Damn. Wow. Which, given the talent involved, is still cheaper, I think, than I would expect. 
I just remember back, like, that's, like, what, a year before the first Avengers movie? Mm-hmm. And wasn't yeah. the first Avengers movie 150 on the budget? Uh, sure. That would take a quick check, but we'll, we'll, we'll say, for the sake of argument, yes, we'll say that. So, so this movie had a bigger budget than the first Avengers film, and there's no way it made anywhere near what that did. We know it did, that it did not. <laughs> so that that'll give you an, an idea were, of overspending. Uh, yeah, you, uh, first Avengers film, two hundred twenty million. Really? Yes, according okay. to Box Office Mojo. Fair enough. Still, sixty million more for probably a billion and a quarter more in the box office. Yeah. So, given that. Uh, any guesses on worldwide box office numbers for Cowboys and Aliens? 257. Two, 201. What was that, Ian? 207? 357. Andy? 200. Josh? 301. Andy's closest. Again, budget, 163. 163 million. Worldwide total, 175 million. <laughs> Barely made money. I so, should have went the other way on my Price is Right thing. I should have went under instead of over. <laughs> Which... Surprises me that it made a hundred million domestic, international three fourths of movies intake like box office gross normally comes international. It made seventy five million international. I think no we one all know overseas why. gave a shit about this movie. <laughs> I, I bet you, if you look up a lot of westerns, that's the case. Which, yeah, that that keeping that in mind, that does would make sense. I think. I don't know that as a fact. I know spaghetti westerns were big in Italy, in Italy and stuff like that, but. The the I think the general genre is much more popular here than anywhere else. I would I would think so too. So yeah, needless to say, this movie did not do well. Um, Rotten Tomatoes ratings currently it's sitting at a critic rating of forty four percent, audience rating forty three percent. So it's pretty damn close. Uh, Metacritic has a meta score of fifty. And a user score of 5.9. So how does everybody feel about the ratings? Agree, disagree, too high, too low? I can understand them. Seems a little harsh to me. Harsh? Josh, you're okay with them? I I can understand them. Feels low. Ian? I'm surprised how close they are. As in, like, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, or just the the user audience and audience Audience and um, critic, because usually they are not very close, but these are... feel like the closest we've seen but i also feel like i've said that exact phrase recently <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, well, I, i'd say 43 44 is definitely the closest yes yeah that was my takeaway too i'd have to like go back it's one thing we haven't been keeping track of is like what these ratings were whenever we recorded so without going back and listening to the previous episodes i don't know like you know how close together other ones were and we're I, too I think far think... for someone to go back and figure that out yeah um yeah <laughs> I agree. We've gone too far. It's 10 minutes of my life. I, I'll never get back if I do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I, think I'd lean more towards the meta score or the, the Metacritic score than the um, Rotten Tomatoes. I, it, this movie is very middle of the road for me, and it's something we'll get into, but it's just right down the middle, I think. Uh, just going around to everybody. Rewatch or first viewing? Uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Rewatch. Mike? Rewatch. Andy? Rewatch. Ian? Never seen that. <laughs> All right, first time for you. Yeah, rewatch for me also. 
I, I remember seeing this in the theaters. I don't remember anything about it. I think when I saw it in the theater, so that's why I was anxious to get back and watch it again. I remember the trailers coming out, and I didn't care at all. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying uh, last episode when this was picked that you recalled seeing a trailer and thought, "There's no way in my life I will ever watch this." You, know, <laughs> you are I welcome, Ian. You are would welcome. Never have done it unless this happened. And <laughs> thanks to someone's smart suggestion, I got to watch a whole extra 17 minutes of this movie. <laughs> That's right. We did watch the extended version. I yeah, everybody but me. Version. I did not watch the extended version. Fuck you! <laughs> you were the one that suggested it. I thought I was, I was going to I started the movie. Oh my fucking god! I was god. like halfway into it before you guys were like, "Oh yeah, watch the extended one." I'm like, "What? Oh, you guys never say watch the extended one." So, so you brought it up. Like I had just finished watching the normal version of the oh, movie. Tell me you watched like it twice. literally, I just finished. No, okay. no, I didn't. I said I was going to watch it twice just to get it. And then I was like, you know what? No, because we'll at least have one person that watched the normal version and can tell Ian when he's like, oh, that scene should have been cut, that it was cut. There were so many times, like, I can't complain about it because this is the extended cut. There's so much shit that should have been cut. <laughs> Fuck! So wish I... my mic still didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a uh, confession to make on the fact that this was a rewatch for me. Um, I... Uh, was was an unsavory character at a uh, former point in my life and i snuck into this at my local theater after seeing <laughs> captain america the first avenger and i know that because i still have the ticket stub from captain america and anytime i did that i wrote down other movies that i saw that day <laughs> so i wouldn't forget that i'd seen them in a theater and so looking back at it, I, I still have the ticket stub that shows that. So you keep a paper trail of your crimes. What's that? You keep a paper trail of your crimes. Basically, tell the internet about it. <laughs> it's a good thing you're reformed because I'm I'm sure AMC could use that money like we talked about earlier. <laughs> I mean, I did say it was a bad thing. That's, you did. You did. Uh, all right, so as we uh, mentioned earlier, uh, another thing we're going to be adding to the show is having someone give us a 60-second summary of the movie to kick off the discussion. Now, this is the edition I, I feel like I'm, I'm most looking forward to, possibly dreading. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but since this summary will cover the entire movie, before we get into it, I feel obligated to throw out the spoiler warning. So if you have not seen Cowboys and Aliens and do not want spoiled, pause us now. Go watch the film. It's free for HBO Max subscribers. That's how the majority of us watched it. Uh, come back after that. Uh, if you don't care about spoilers and or you really want to hear this 60-second summary, what it's all about, stick around. This is your last call for spoilers. Wee-oo-wee-oo. Spoiler! Wee-oo-wee-oo. Spoiler! You know, something like that. All right, so we are into the spoilers now, so without further ado, Ian, you're on the clock. You get a 60-second summary. Let's feast. Cowboy waking up, got no memories. Oh shit, it's a hold up. Sew me up on my bloodies, pop it now. Pubic side burn shows up, it's a shootout. Long men try and get me wild, lady knock me out. I saw my wrist make them saucers bow down. They took up loved ones. We ride out, shotgun strap, memories, running back, wiped out, clap by aliens. 
gun sounds, gun sounds, we're on a boat, character development, shoot up that alien, Apache Raiders rising like a phoenix, it's the final attack, no time for logistics, so many dead, think we had a hundred, send these bastards packing, with their girl loved. that's a cowboy story, finally, spread love, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you've set the bar, right? Like this is <laughs> this is where we got to go from here. The next time we do this, you set the bar, I raise the bar higher. <laughs> so so I have to ask, I have to ask, did did I hear like 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 pubic hair? Pubic sideburns is my name for Percy. Pubic sideburns. <laughs> okay. I, I I thought I was gonna say I'd like I'm, I'm like what did he just did, like what is the fuck is that? But okay. I like it. Pubic sideburns is a good name for person. And the sample for that beat was actually by the lady on the mouse pad you sent me, just to bring that full circle. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. It's an inside joke for the rest of us. You have no idea what, what mouse pad he is referring to. <laughs> He'll post a picture of it uh, when we post this uh, up for you oh, guys. Oh, never. So check out Not happening. Not on my Facebook. Mouse pad. Not on my Facebook. God, no. <laughs> well done, Ian. Well done. Thank you. I feel like no one else is going to want to do this segment ever again. It's just <laughs> now defaulted, I think, to you being you every time. Well, I'm sure everyone else is also musically or spiritually inclined. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, segue from that Take as best that. as I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, sort of what we set up earlier, we're going to do the discussion for the movie a bit differently in the hopes that we'll be able to streamline this a little bit more. So we're going to cover... Direction, story, actors and characters, soundtrack, special effects, and explosions. Again, I'm getting I'm giving ten minutes on the clock per topic. Um, any volunteers to start us off, and where do you want to start? Yes. Ian, story. I thought you wanted to break after all that stuff. I, that actually wasn't as bad. I guess it only hurts when you do it like fifteen times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ian, start us off. Where do you want to go? Story. So, why was there a dog? Because <laughs> dogs are cute, but like the dog showed up out of nowhere. I was like, "Why the fuck's there a dog in this film?" So that that was number one. So I actually like this film for the most part for a while. I was fine with the story and everything happening until like I can clearly see where my notes went off hook because I knew the whole time I was doing the summary. So I was writing down a lot of story beats, but I can see exactly when I got away from that is when they said that the aliens came down for gold. I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Nothing else? Like, just bomb the world. And then all the humans are dead. Why? That was the other thing. They're, they're dropping bombs that are equivalent to the firebombs we dropped in WW2 on Japan. What was the... They have no better technology than firebombs? And they flew here. Um... The fuck, they're fucking dumb. I wrote that down. <laughs> like, get gold from asteroids. You don't need to come to planets to get gold. Like, it's just the dumbest most contrived plot at least sometimes hack writers will make it that humans are special in some way and they want something from humans no these fucking writers were like gold's valuable to everyone <laughs> so i thought that I think was that dumb was in keeping with like the western theme because you know i mean like the gold being a part of like how many classic western tales well they forgot that they're not writing a western they're writing a sci-fi western and they fucked up <laughs> well, I, okay. Next thing you know, you're just gonna tell me, well, it's a western. That makes makes sense to have a twenty foot mechanical spider in it. 
It doesn't. <laughs> it does. A little bit. Like, I also wrote that gold existed in nuclear winter. Nuke the planet. They can fly. They have nukes or something way better. Just do that. They have machines that turn you to ash with a push of a button. Yeah, which is never seen again. Once again, if you can travel light galaxies, you don't need gold anymore. You have evolved beyond the need for gold. And then finally... The impression the gold is what's fueling the ship. That was my impression as well. But they don't. They would have evolved to the point that gold isn't a fuel source. You would have developed something better if you could do interplanetary travel and then breathe on any planet. Like, they didn't have spacesuits on. They just breathed naturally. Well, I, I also I was under the impression they did. Yeah, they, like the outer shell of the alien is like their spacesuit. I don't know, because yeah. they just showed you their heart, which also is fucking dumb as shit. Here's heart my little baby hands, and here's my heart. <laughs> yeah, kill the T-Rex me. arms that are in there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my heart actually does kill me here, too. It's not just like a <laughs> trick. That's just a horrible evolution. These are the malformed evolutionary bastards of the world from a rich society that should have crumbled centuries ago. And I'm, I, fuck this. <laughs> You checking out? <laughs> That's it for you? <laughs> I could probably do the rest of this 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, Andy, anything for story? Uh, for the story, I said um, it was an odd mashup. You know, even when you're seeing, like, the previews and whatnot, you're like, wait, cowboys and aliens? That, like, Aww? you're, yeah, yeah, you know, you're. Your locomotive's going, 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 and it's... You might smash a car in the way there. It's just like, what just happened? Like, cowboys and aliens? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. But I thought the story was, you know, okay for, for an, a mashup of that type. You know, like, what else are they going to do with cowboys and aliens? It could have been a lot chintzier. I mean, it was. I liked it more in the beginning when it was more of the Western. It's like, oh, yeah, bar fight. Hell, yeah, the doctor's a bartender. Yeah, here's the pubic sideburn kid showing up <laughs> shooting the place. But they had to make it a sci-fi Western, not just a Western. Yeah. So And they decided, the, yeah. like, 30 See, minutes I, in, okay, Could, could they have done time. a better job? Yeah. Was I entertained? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. About, I think about my feeling. I think the... At least for me, like any any of the criticism on story that I could levy at it definitely comes with, I hate to say it, like as you get more information, which you tend to get more in the third act up to like that point, the like the contrast of the two, um, like worlds colliding and whatnot, I, yeah, I was entertained enough. Yeah, the only other thing I have is um, I liked how it did reveal as it sort of went on, like you didn't know all the information right away, you sort of had to backtrace and I, I i sort of i sort of enjoyed that journey a bit gotcha uh mike um I, I agree a bit with andy on i think that it's given its name it was a better story than you would have expected like there was more thought put into it in terms of story than you would like i would cowboys versus aliens i would expect or Cowboys and Aliens, whichever. Is it Versus or and? I believe it's and. and. I and. always thought it was Cowboys Versus, and aliens. but... Okay. Nonetheless, it, with a title like that, I would expect B-movie quality. That that title says to me this is going to be dog shit. Yeah, like Snakes, or, yeah, snakes on a Plane. Snakes on a Plane. Or like, you know, Which, Sharknado or something like that. Well, again, I think Snakes on a Plane and Sharknado were both more intentionally campy not the first two sharknados they were just <laughs> b movies 
<laughs> okay, I it's been a while. But in in that same respect though, I still a lot like much like Ian, I have my reservations about the story, but for different reasons. I don't recall. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do we ever get a reason why they're actually kidnapping people instead of just killing them? They um yes, um the the Phoenix lady, uh Olivia Wilde says that they're doing it to study their weaknesses so when the full armada shows up it's easier to kill all of them which goes back into my point of nuclear bombs yeah that's what i was gonna say so we get this reason then right but they're able to just disintegrate us why the fuck do they have to study us if they can just <laughs> poof yeah that's sort of yeah I was thinking like that we're, we're weak frail squishy things it's not really that tough to kill us and, and they never the I mean, may, maybe capture one and inspect us but beyond that first one that you capture and inspect, what's the point? And they never really say, like, whether or not they were able, like, there was no resolution to what she said. Like, oh, they're going to bring the whole armada, blah, 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 blah. How do you know they didn't call the whole armada? We don't. Yeah. We have no idea if they did or not. Well, that's like, you know, 20 years from now or 30 years from now, we're going to get Cowboys and Aliens 2, just like Independence Day 2. Sure. And that turned out Well, fine. maybe this time it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this time it'll go the inverse, and, the, and like that one will be really amazing. Um, and the the other plot point that's a big hole is much like Ian said. There's we are not really that gold rich in in terms of a planet. Like if you were looking for a place to go and get gold, you probably wouldn't come here. We don't have that much of it. That's why it's valuable here. Yeah. It's because it's kind of rare. Where like iron, yeah, come here. We got all the iron you could need. Iron's cheap, but gold what gold this isn't the kind of place you would come to for I love gold. gold like he said asteroids <laughs> there's asteroids filled with gold and it's just like other weak stuff like why didn't they when she when phoenix river phoenix wanted to get a new wanted to use the rich launcher to blow up the 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 spaceship or whatever they killed like 10 aliens just get another wrist launcher let's go grab another one you don't need to kiss them there's like ten of them lying around. Just... Also, why was there just a one of these wrist launchers sitting by like their medical inspecting table? Because he just took it off because he's a dumb as fuck alien. That's a <laughs> that's a that's a product of inbreeding, and that's why, why he has with their heart arms. Heart arms. I think there's a little bit of conjecture going on. With some of those I don't elements, think so. Did you I read know, the source I, like, material? Just... <laughs> I guess I can't disprove that. It just confuses me as to why a doctor would have that thing strapped to him when he was gonna, that, be, like, be uh, plot, conducting essentially an autopsy or. And also, why do they have yeah, no security just... whatsoever or any way to see out of the UFOs? Like none. They just float by and don't notice the forty people sitting right, like what, a good forty yards away yeah. from the spaceship. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that too. It's it, just like they, they of... can't see good at the light. They, they fucking murder, like, 80 people in the fight. <laughs> if they can't see good in the light, I would assume that they had a very tinted window in their space shuttle. Or because they fly, they should have Is some type Independence of, Day? like, sensors. Maybe some spinning rims. <laughs> some like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just fucking dumb. I think Andy was yeah, out it... and said something like, you know, was could this story have been better? Yes. Did he still enjoy it? Yes. Is, could the story be better? Yes. Did I really enjoy it? I don't think so. Because I think, like, a third of... I, the first act of this movie, I'm fine. I think once it's, like, sort of Josh said, once you start learning more, everything falls apart. 
I think his story should be getting stronger then. I think the pacing was terrible. By the time you hit the second act of the movie, it just drags ass. And then when you get to the climax, it's supposed to pick back up. But by that time, I'm so checked out and don't really give a shit anymore that I'm so bored. Yeah. I kind of want to see a version of this movie where, I guess, Daniel Craig's character, Lonergan, is uh, like actually, like instead of the way this went, I want to see the Western play out. But he was actually kidnapped, you know, the thing on his wrist or whatever. He was actually kidnapped by, like, the earliest forms of the FBI or CIA. And then the rest of it plays out as a Western. And we never get the aliens part. Sorry, guys. I got to get up for work. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Is that... I can't tell if you're serious. Now you pulled an Ian. I don't know if you're serious. I thought it was... I actually thought that was, like, a car alarm. <laughs> So yeah, our 10 minutes are up. Uh, last call. Anything for story? Yes. I hated that all the character development took in very specific spots. Like, hey, we found a boat. Let's develop our characters some. And then, hey, instead of riding our horses, we're walking our horses. Let's develop our characters some more. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do in the Wild West? You gotta. It takes a while to get places. But you, character can, development you can have other character development. You don't have to like be set up the scene like, okay, now we're they're no longer in immediate chase finding monsters. It's <laughs> time to it's time to develop, guys. Partner up, partner up. <laughs> I, I think that uh, just my last piece about it. I think where it slags is the moment that you have aliens. I don't really give a shit as much about any other interpersonal conflicts going on. Yeah. So the fact that the entire second act is, uh, you know, Daniel Craig being Jake being taken to find his own old gang, and then there's the conflict, and then that gets wrapped up. Then they go somewhere else and hide in a boat, and then like they have these like intermediary action pieces kind of happening to keep you interested. I don't know. Just for me, the the whole time should have been. Uh, just the everybody rallies together and oh guess what we're we gotta go kill the goddamn aliens so that we don't all get annihilated yeah um all right so let's use this to spin the characters sure. and, and actors characters however you want to spin it but uh i guess the question maybe i'll just start and post everybody did you actually give a shit about anybody in this movie uh yes i'd say yeah who, who did you care for and why um I liked both uh, Sam Rockwell and Adam Beach's characters. I felt okay. strongly towards both of them. Um, I think both of them were very, very good in their supporting roles in this movie. Yeah. Um, I like. I actually sort of, you know, like got a little choked up when Adam Beach sort of was like dying in in who he thought was his surrogate father's arms, and his yeah. surrogate father pretty much told him, "I, you know, you," and he didn't. You know exactly say it, but he pretty much told him like you're my son. Yeah, you know. I hate and I was like, one that I, have. I was like, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, it was pretty good. And, and I'll give you that. That was the one character that I gave a shit about. Yeah, I thought that was the best performance in the film, flat out. Yeah, Adam Beach is a very underrated actor. I, I've, I've liked mm -hmm. him in every movie yeah. that he's been in. Um, yeah, so, Sam Rockwell. To... You know, he sort of grows as a character more than anybody else in in the movie. You know, I, True. I, I really like. You that. mean he has an arc? Yeah. And Which character should right. have. And then I also have written down that um, Harrison Ford and Daniel Craig did very good jobs as far as being action guys in the movie. Okay. Okay. You know, they sort of both fit the bill. And it was cool <laughs> to see him so in like a sci-fi western. 
yeah, it's fucking James Bond and Indiana Jones together. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like it, it yeah. was like I was like, this is cool, you know. And then like when um, Harrison Ford sort of like hits Daniel Craig and Daniel Craig like punches him back, they're both like staring at each other. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy had some thoughts there. Yeah, and then uh, my only other thing I have is um, Olivia Wilde could have been better for sure. Um, I don't know if it was because she was an alien the whole time, and you're not really you didn't know like the first time you're watching it, you're like. Holy fuck. She's a different kind of alien. But she was just like fucking weird and awkward until you find that out. So I'm like, does she just like fucking suck at acting? Like what is happening here? And she didn't yeah. get really it, it didn't really get that much better. Honestly. And <laughs> I, I and I, I'm I was... an Olivia Wilde fan. And uh You are? See, I was gonna say that feels like Olivia Wilde's career to me. <laughs> is she could have been better. Oh. Like it, it I hate to say it. She She's attractive, but I never was like ever once in my recollection impressed by her skills in acting. <laughs> um, and it, it are you, should I go on? Yeah, yeah, no, that that or? was the last of my notes. I actually took notes. You took notes? Yeah, you want to see them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold them up for the Send cameras. <gasps> oh my god, Andy, they're so beautiful. <laughs> um, but well, my one of my biggest notes on it is about Olivia Wilde and how. Not really, you know, like it was like, eh, whatever, her performance, I kind of felt the same way about. Um, Is it just me, or is she naked or wet for the entire second half of the movie? Sounds about accurate. I feel like the the, the entire second half, she's either naked or she's soaking wet. As soon as they find out she's an alien, yeah, they pretty much had her scantily clad, yeah. It, I don't know, that frustrated me. I'm like, she's wet again. And and I was okay. She's wet again. I, I well, know, it was to get was... around the writing plot hole of um, the Transformers had this issue with Megan Fox when she'd be in the desert in white pants. They didn't get dirty, so to keep um, Olivia Wilde dressed clean the whole time, they just made her wet all the time. <laughs> yes, because roaming around in rivers definitely keeps your dress nice and white. And this movie, yes, <laughs> gold. If you're an alien um, phoenix, yes. I, I agree with Sam Rockwell. Um, I, I think Harrison Ford did a good job as an angry old bastard. I think he he played that very well. He just played just himself. The redemption Ford, yeah. side of it, I felt like he fumbled. I think Harrison Ford Where, played like, this as Clint Eastwood. Kind of. You, uh, you feel like, like he Daniel Craig's he, American accent. He fumbled what? What did you say he fumbled? His redemption oh, okay, side. When he you. like the the side you're supposed to be like, oh yeah, he's not such a bad guy. I'm like, no, no, he did too good of a job being an asshole me to buy into that and then i like i said daniel craig's american accent i thought was bad um it was like back and forth the whole movie like whether or not yeah. he was doing an accent not doing an accent i couldn't tell well he didn't have memories yeah. so he didn't know which how to speak touche <laughs> <laughs> um, touche sir and the, the only other note i have on that is not enough walton goggins um, agreed it just it he does so good with that. He plays that slimy bastard of a character so well. Yeah. In pretty much every movie he's in. That's the character he plays. And he was at his usual peak Walton Goggins here. It was what you expect out of him. You're always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it when he's like, take your gun back, Jake. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> You're always my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh, you want to jump in? Yeah, I'm glad that Andy uh, highlighted Adam Beach right there off, off the start. Um, 
I he's an actor that I wish had a ton more uh, name recognition and exposure and opportunities, to be honest. Um, I forgot that both him and Sam Rockwell and well, like I, for, I, the only people that I remembered were in this movie from nine years ago, nine and a half years ago, were Daniel Craig, Paul Dano, Harrison Ford and Olivia Wilde. I forgot everybody else was <laughs> was in this. Um, and Adam Beach, uh, I, I when I watched his death scene again it occurred to me i should go back and check a couple of his movies because he might give sean bean a run for his money uh as you know dying <laughs> in the most oh, movies yeah. he's in. did he did he yeah. die in wind talkers i that's the one i was trying to think of that and um i think it's flags of our fathers i never saw that one they're hmm. really good but i forget he's he's i think he's an american soldier um and he might at the end of the story, spoilers, he might commit suicide. Um, but between that suicide squad, he spoilers, he's killed in the first two minutes of new mutants. Um, I, 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 I found myself, yeah, gravitating toward his character. And the moment that they start opening up like the, you know, surrogate son and father relationship, just as he's about to die. I'm like, why was that not like front and center more? Oh, I wrote down well before that, oh, he found his real son. And then when he said, You're, I wish I had a son like you, I was like, yep, and underlined it. <laughs> right. Like, you kind of, like, you're not surprised that it ended up there, but it could have been emphasized and put together. Like, that would have made the story, like, I would have cared a bit more. Like I don't Considering know, that wasn't in the 17 cut minutes, yeah. Right. Right. I feel um, like the only twist for this story is the Olivia, Olivia Wilde becoming the Phoenix alien thing. Which, when you get that twist, it's like, oh, okay, this is happening. But then you're like, why the fuck is this happening? What the hell does this have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, I would say... I thought they were being racist for a second. <laughs> the, like... I feel like it was an excuse to have Olivia naked wild. But it wasn't... But she wasn't... Naked. You don't see she her wasn't naked, her. Yeah, that was good. It's a double. It's close enough. That's not her. It's a double. Yeah, there's a difference the, the between seeing Olivia Wilde naked her. and seeing the back of a person would, naked. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying it was... It was a chance to put sex cells in the movie is what I'm saying. It was okay, pervert. Her, <laughs> I, well, but, but, that's but, oh. before the alarm goes off on this. I uh, I would say that her character minute fifty. Her character is like you. Uh, you don't need her character in this movie at all. You, you really don't. The you only need thing you need to give the exposition that she gives of just like the these are what I know about the alien. I don't even anyone that's true. But I I found myself like not caring that much like aliens arrive i don't care that they've done this elsewhere i could surmise that they've probably yeah. done this elsewhere you don't need that whole arc and and all that happening um the only I, thing I feel you like need she's for the character is the sacrifice that, like, at the end or you i guess you wouldn't too. need that either you could have one of them throw something in and then like book yeah. it out of there i feel like she's the character that they wrote in because they focus tested the movie and was like all the audience members they focus tested it with are like, this doesn't make sense. I don't understand this. And they're like, well, we got to have somebody be in there to explain this stuff for the people that are not getting this, what we're trying to sell here. Perhaps. Hot popular actress? Check. Yeah, <laughs> check that box. Exactly. <laughs> she She's playing the, uh, the role of uh, Margot Robbie in, what was that movie? Um, Suicide Squad. The Big Short. Oh, oh yeah. She's naked in a bathtub. Yeah, and yeah. she explains everything and like, dumbed down terms uh um, on that i uh echo my sam rockwell fandom i liked him 35 seconds ian you want anything to add for actors characters daniel craig should be indiana jones 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, that would be cool. That's first thing I the first thing I wrote down in this movie. Um, and I was uh, rolling hard for that with the hat and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see it. And you, you guys mentioned, um, I think the character name is Hunt earlier. He, yeah, he was fabulous for his thirty seconds. That's Adam Beach's character, right? I don't think I knew his name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only I, I I didn't write this down, but I meant to. Um, was that Clancy Brown? Yes. Isn't that Mr. Krabs? Yes. I felt bad. I cried a little bit when Mr. Krabs died. Uh, yeah, he had he had a little bit. Oh, so that's Brian's alarm. Okay, I thought that was, <laughs> yeah. was Andy's, and it just like he had it set to the wrong time or something. <laughs> He's got to go for work again. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I got to go to work. See you, see you later, bye. <laughs> Every time. Uh, yeah, that was actually another character that I sort of kind of gave a shit. So I'll give you that one too. Yeah. Um. All right. Do we want to spin? Um. Mike, I'll give you your choice: direction. Soundtrack or special effects? Where do you want to go? Uh, you know what? I'll go to soundtrack. Okay. Take us there. Uh, I have a single word for the soundtrack. That's it. Forgettable. I will agree. That's my entire summary. So, I, don't, I, didn't, you guys I didn't feel there. like there was any type of like theme that was established that I latched onto. There's no hook. It just felt like generic action movie music. The whole time, like not even wet, like a little bit westerny, even, but nothing even stuck out to me. That's like, oh, this is a western soundtrack. But I feel like they had the western soundtrack a little bit early. I know I wrote down I really wanted them to play the song "I Want to Be a Cowboy" at some point. They did not. Spoilers. <laughs> and I guess I they didn't play the song I wanted. I don't think it's Kid Rock, but maybe it is. Yeah, I've it only is. I've only heard the virtual YouTuber version, and um, I I guess I noticed in the very like opening scene with. Um, Daniel Craig punching. I was like, these punches sound so fucking fake. <laughs> this is somebody hitting a rack of meat with a bat. Like I was like, that's not what punches sound like. That's. <laughs> I have pretty much the same thing written for the soundtrack as I did for the story. Said I thought they did a decent job of mashing like, like a western themed soundtrack with a sci-fi themed soundtrack. You know, okay. they had that like westerny type acoustic guitar feeling in the beginning. And then as soon as the aliens sort of appeared, it got a little bit more like epic sci-fi type music where, you know. But I would have appreciated but... if there was a synth. What's that? What, what about the synth? If there was a synth when the alien showed up, like it switched from acoustic guitar to now it's synth. Well, they went from like acoustic guitar and sort of just, you know, sort of. Westerny to an actual like full orchestra, mm-hmm. when when like the sci-fi. When you think of sci-fi, you think of like Star Wars and then and uh, Star Trek, right? And those are all like for full orchestra, not really any synth to it. I guess I, mean, I don't think of those. Blade Blade Runner. I feel like fits in that bill too of like the synthy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, depending on where you want to go, I guess sci-fi wise. Yeah, I guess I go like range. Bear and Daft Punk and stuff like more of that. Like if I okay, like, like sci-fi like sounds, Tron and okay. yeah, if I want sci-fi sounds, that's where I go. I think I don't think Star Wars plays like Star Wars doesn't identify to me as sci-fi sounds. That's just a movie score. In, in terms of the score, yeah, like they have a lot of you know the pew pew and lightsaber sounds yeah. and stuff like that going on, but they don't have pew pew pew. pew. It, it it doesn't again. It doesn't ring to me as sci-fi. I, I agree with that. Like, like that could be in any awesome setting. Music. But yeah. Yeah. But I feel like what I should have done is like 
tried to find the soundtrack and just listen to the soundtrack without the movie. I think that would help figure out if the soundtrack's any good, because I can't... I'm trying to listen to the soundtrack while watching the movie. If the soundtrack doesn't immediately pop to me, it gets drowned out. Yeah, it, like, now that you guys have told your opinions on it, I can't, for the life of me, actually remember what it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it was forgettable, well, and, you know, just I, like, yeah, I just... But I feel like that's, that's think, the thing. If it's not a good soundtrack, then that's what you want is I, it didn't impact my viewing experience. On the flip side, like it, it wasn't bad enough to be like, this is distracting me from the movie. Yeah, yeah. like this is so just... So it was fine. Well, I In that case, though, I can't think of a movie where the soundtrack was so bad that I was like, I can't. I can't watch this movie because the music's so bad. Like I, I don't think I've ever had that experience. Well, it's usually it's not the only thing. Yeah. No, it's not the only That's thing. That's usually there's the so much else going bad. on that you don't start with the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen right. Eyes Wide Shut? Holy fuck, Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I I think to what you're saying, like, when a movie has a great soundtrack or a good soundtrack, you can remember some of it. You know what I mean? Like, you can remember good bits and pieces or a tune or a song. I remember nothing of the music at this point. When I was watching it, I wrote forgettable. And literally, I just I forget the whole thing. So if you take a look at the composer's resume, um, this is uh, Harry Gregson Williams. He did, I mean, like two that I would pick out that probably do have quite memorable hooks from things. Um, he did all four theatrical Shrek movies. And oh the, fuck yeah! The first two, <laughs> the only uh, thing from the Shrek movies that that I remember are the songs that are in the Shrek the covers. Movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I could probably pick out one or two uh, motives that were were like main hooks from things that he came up with. Um, or and uh, two other, like one strongly, he did the first two of the like more modern um, Chronicles of Narnia movies, and the. The score for the first one, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, I think is really, really strong. But to the broader point, looking at the rest of his stuff, movies that I'm, I know I'm familiar with and I've seen at least once if multiple times a lot of these, I'm having the same reaction, which is I know sound occurred during the film <laughs> and it filled space. But other than those like Shrek and, and Narnia, I, I can't necessarily pick out anything that i'm like oh yes i immediately see or think of that movie and a particular sound or or like i said motive or hook or something comes to mind none of them yeah uh and you got anything else to add for the soundtrack anything you want to chime in with i wish it was more like shrek <laughs> <laughs> can't we all um one thing i would say though that you know thinking about it now in retrospective that you don't necessarily think about the sound work uh, in these terms, but it was actually very well done in terms of um, audibility in that I could hear everybody talking very clearly. There was no point during the movie at which the special effects or the background noises or anything like that caused me to be like, damn, turn it up and then have to turn it down. So many movies that I watch these days, you'll have those problems where, you know, the mixing on it, where you're trying to hear the conversations is all fucked and you have to turn the volume way up to hear people talking and then something explodes and your ears blow off and 
It's horrible. So in, in terms of that, it was actually very well done. If I want to say something positive about it, <laughs> I would say that. I did not have to adjust the volume once. And that's fair for fair. for as many sound effects that needed to be laid over this. Yeah, that was probably a challenge. Uh, we got like a minute and a half left. Any Any final thoughts for soundtrack? Nothing? Okay. Uh, we'll spin from there to special effects slash explosions. Uh, who hasn't gone first? I lost, I lost track. I thought we started with you for soundtracks, Mike, didn't we? No, no, I, I was pointing at my screen trying to remember who. I wasn't actually oh, okay. like, saying me. I thought you were putting your hand not. up. No, no, I'm like pointing at the screen like, they did that, they did that. All right, fuck it. Ian, you got uh, special effects and explosions since I know we have to dedicate this category to you. Was that throwing it to me, or was yes, that just yes, saying yes. I'm starting? Okay, you're, you're up. <laughs> the very first explosion with the cows, I believe it was super weak. I was kind of disappointed in that. I was like, well, hopefully that's just because it was kind of an off-screen explosion. And then the firebomb started, and that was like, these are fucking weak. Weak as fuck. <laughs> and then they had... um. The tower explosion was the last real big one, and that was weak as fuck. It basically was a smoke show, and I was like... What the fuck is this? You're using dynamite to blow up alien technology, and I'm getting a smoke show out of this? And I just didn't care, and then it was just dumb. I it, it, No, no. The tower actually exploding sucked. This movie disappointed on the explosion front. This is a 0 out of 10. Zero explosions. It had explosions in it. And I know. How hard is that to do? <laughs> I was just say, didn't he write a movie that didn't have any explosions, at least a 1? I, I don't remember. I don't know. Again, Someone we didn't go back to all that stuff before. I feel like TMNT got a one out of ten explosions. Oh, that's true. I guess there wasn't a lot of explosions. explosions in that. There was a house fire, and that was more exciting than these explosions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I felt like the, at least the, the when the ship was taking off, and they finally exploded the bra the bracelet inside the ship, and that exploded. I was like, I, I I wrote down that's a pretty good damn good explosion. I wrote no, it was basically all smoke and then a white like blinding light like circle. It was not a real explosion. It was a cheap wave, as fuck. Like... Total smoke show. <laughs> I wrote down uh, ship explosion at the end was great. And no, I, false. I love. <laughs> I could have seen. I could have gone to a Led Zeppelin LED concert with a fog machine and gotten the same fucking experience. <laughs> a better experience, rather. Well, what I loved about it was the gold sort of shimmering as it spread from the explosion. You could sort of see the flecks of gold, like shimmering in the sun as it as it expanded. That probably just reminded me how much I hated that plot point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm with Andy. Uh, I thought the explosions were, were decent. I even like whenever they, that that raided the, the town. Yeah, that was the I only. Thought, explosion. Those were just fire firebombs. Yeah. There's just fire. <laughs> fire. It's not an explosion. They were. It was. It was this poor and it was so obvious to see that they were igniting it from the ground it was it was bad <laughs> like you could see the I, setup it was bad and then the aliens look shitty and i don't like baby arms with hearts i thought that was dumb still bringing that that's up not again. an explosion no but I, it's also special it's also special, special effects. effects okay okay but I, okay, all right i mean personally i was kind of middle of the road on the explosions for actually some of the reasons ian mentioned um, the, you know, when they're blowing up the town, you can tell that it's not, you know, the, the source is definitely like a thing on the ground that was popped and it, I don't know, it didn't look right. Aren't most explosions um, that way? It was like something buried under the ground. You can tell. Okay. Go watch, yeah, World like War, it... watch World War One in color and then get back to me. <laughs> um, 
you know, the ship explosion I thought was okay. I, you know, I mean, not it didn't blow my mind. Like, because when I think of explosions in movies, you know, there's a few that come to mind. Swamp boat. You know, <laughs> what did you say? Swamp boat. Swamp boat. <laughs> See, I was gonna say like Fast and the Furious. You know, the the NOS explosion of the car. You have that. That's a good explosion. The uh, what the hell is the thing on Boba Fett's ship? The the auxiliary exhaust port. I'm sorry, what? Seismic charge. The seismic charges. That's a good explosion. And then you, you get to this, and I'm like, it's good, but it's not like, it's not getting near that level. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay, but it's not. I, I was at a 5 out of 10 on the explosions. I'm just. Oh, everyone's using the scale now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with the scale. If we're going explosions, I'm going to use it. I, <sighs> I mean. It's a shitty score, too. I mean, it's not the best score. I mean, explosions is a pretty easy thing to get right, and I feel like it was very middle of the road. Uh, Josh, I'm not going to remember those explosions. explosions. Um, explosions specifically, yeah, I could kind of see much room for improvement, but in each, you know, occurrence that they happen, I'm like, okay, I I get it. There's projectiles, and it's causing that to happen. All right, that they're aiming at things. Sure, no problem. Like I wasn't, I wasn't confused, like when they occurred. Um, the special effects overall, I thought were decent enough, not mind blowing, but didn't stick out to me, you know, badly. Um, I, I think the choice of the like exoskeleton revealing the, you know, the inside of the body was different. Granted, the like, yes, the creature design of then like secret concealed T-Rex arms right next to my heart. Very weird choice. Wouldn't necessarily say that's a downside to the special effects. That's just more creature design. Um, but overall, I was like, yeah, there's nothing about this that I hate. It's just not wowing me. Yeah. See, I, I felt like the, the alien design was just Independence Day. I got, yeah, just I wrote that down, altered. actually. Aliens, you know. aliens remind me of Independence Day aliens. I wrote that down. <laughs> I expected it to look kind of hokey after I hadn't seen it in like nine years, you know? Um, but I didn't feel like it was like it didn't detract from my viewing experience watching it, you know? Like sometimes you watch something that's a little bit older and you're like, woof, that definitely doesn't look good. But I was like, oh yeah, the aliens. I didn't really care for their character design or their, you know, monster design or whatever but reminded me of like independence day aliens crossed with like locusts mm. like that's that's the feel i got from it from yeah the and yeah the inbreeding defect <laughs> i mean some of the stuff like in in daytime like some of the close-up ship ship shots in the daytime i thought looked a little janky um anything in the in the dark or like in the bowels of the ship that was underground mining stuff all that stuff looked fine like the alien the cg see, see, aliens i didn't like the like gold that, effect but... Like the effect of like the mining effect of the gold that they had, I I thought that looked kind of weak. Yeah, see, I like that. I thought that looked fine. It looked fine and designed fine. Like I don't think I didn't think it was like obviously fake or so easy to notice the fake. I just didn't like how it came out. I guess what the upward dripping and yeah, stuff. yeah, it just yeah, it was just like what gravity changed and I don't know. It, it was a dumb idea. Like that's not what you would do. That's you're not an alien. You don't know how they mine. Hashtag upward. I mean, that's how they do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anything else to add for special effects explosions? I, I guess I'm not really sure if this falls into this category. I don't think it falls into maybe any category. Maybe story, I guess I could have bought it. But when they're scaling the ship, you get a real good close-up of, I guess, what the ship looks like, the exposed part. And it just was like the most generic, like, kind of futuristic wall thing to climb ever. Like, it was just like, this could have, this could have been in, like, um... Like um ah uh, that gladiator show with like you know the big old American, American gladiators, gladiators. Yeah. like that could have been turbo and like, it's space mountain like that could have been space mountain or something <laughs> like you're climbing an American gladiator <laughs> like it was just real generic looking. I'll give you that. Yeah, that scene would have been a lot more intense if there was a big jacked up dude chasing them up it to throw them off. Yeah, if only they had some type of sensor on the outside of their ship to know something was scaling it. <laughs> Uh, all right, last call. Special effects explosions. Nothing? Um, all right, we'll go to... Josh, I don't know if we started with you. I lost track, but uh, direction. I'll take it. Um, I, I mean, Favreau is typically very strong, I think. There's a couple of his movies he's been behind the camera of that I haven't seen. Chef comes to mind quickly. Um, I've heard good things about it. Um, it is a good movie. You should check it uh, out. Yeah, definitely will. I've been meaning to for the last eight and a half years. Um, <laughs> but uh, like we just watched, rewatched Elf last night. Nothing wrong with that movie. It's nearly a damn perfect movie. Um, yeah. Same could almost be argued, per, you know, perhaps uh, in a court public opinion on Iron Man, you know. Um, however, I think of Zathora, which I watched for the first time this past February. And Zathora was pretty damn bad. I didn't even realize that was John Favreau. Neither did I. It was. It was what I think it was the what he did in between Elf and Iron Man. That was the last thing he did before Iron Man. It was two thousand five, I believe. Um, and so this was not his strongest outing by far, but just like everything that mm, I know that I've said so far, and and seems to kind of be echoed in some cases by by everyone else um either you dislike a lot about this movie or you're like yeah this is a c and that's kind of where i feel like direction went like the elements got put together in a particular order and you watch them that's about it <laughs> nice uh andy anything for direction uh i wrote um <coughs> i wrote it's good it but it was strange from the guy who, you know, made Elf and Iron Man. You know, it was just... I think when sometimes when you have, like, as big a names as what was in this movie, it, it tends to be sort of like a who gets the limelight. And it sort of... Yeah. You, you have to do certain things because it's probably in some of these people's contracts. So he might have had, you know, his hand dealt for him already, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um and then I the only other thing is like I felt like I cared what happened to some of the characters and I feel like a director is good at making you care, you know? Like I cared what happened to Sam Rockwell and Adam Beach, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh Ian, direction? I thought the very first fight flowed pretty well and um 
I, I thought the 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 there was the one scene with the priest. I think it was after he was talking about demons, where they do like a low shot, and there's like the cross on up high. I actually kind of really liked how that looked. I'm actually I'm assuming that was stolen shot like from the comic book. And then um I I don't I guess this this is more character design, but and I guess it maybe it plays into why the Phoenix is fucking weird as hell. Wearing a dress and then having that gun strap just looked weird as fuck. Didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it just it, yeah. I kept looking at it going why but she might not have known any better like i realized later like she's just an alien and she doesn't un- but someone should have been like hey you don't you don't dress like that with that this is this is the 1850s <laughs> is that it nothing else i i he did what he could <laughs> mike um I, I, again i i can't disagree much it's not favreau's best work obviously uh but i feel like there was several very cool shots very cool angles he chose and things like that to take shots from that Mm -hmm. lend into a better director handling this than what could have been like i think speaking Um, on like um after he um jake rides away on the horse after that first fight they did like a really cool like tracking shot i thought that was actually really well done early on i really liked that yeah. yeah, and that's kind of what I mean. It's like it, it, it feels, for the most part, like a triple A Western movie in terms of direction. It's just the story and plot points that really let it down. I don't think the director here let anything down. I think he got good performances out of people. You know what I mean? But when you're, he didn't write the story, so he didn't make the choice that the alien showed up for gold. He didn't. You, you you get what I'm saying here? Like the the problems with the movie, I think, had nothing to do with direction. I think he did as good a job as he could have done with what he had to work with. Well, you have to wonder too if a year between Iron Man two and this had anything to do with just mediocre direction. Because I will agree that like I don't think, as far as like memorable John Favreau films, this is not one of them. Like I feel like you could have put anybody as slapped anybody's name on the director for this movie, and I would have been like, oh yeah, okay. Like, nothing about this to me screams that, yes, Favreau did this movie. No, but I think if you had somebody who wasn't talented, you know, our scores probably get cut in half from whatever they are. I feel like the movie gets much worse if you don't have him there or another very talented director. Yeah. I think it just things maybe snowball out of control. Uh, if I'm guessing, yeah, you know, I mean, you never know. Uh, anything else to to add for direction? Last points, anybody? No, you could have used some more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we made it under the gun for that one. Uh, we've covered our five topics, so now we're at the point where we have to ask: Does this movie hold up? Really, did it ever hold up? I guess. Uh, so we're gonna go around. We could. If you want to elaborate a little bit, but we'll start with like yes or no. If you want to add a little bit to it, we'll we'll go from there. Um, Mike, did this movie hold up? Are we, all, are we also giving scores at the same time? Do, or we'll are do we the just... rating next round. So just okay. does it hold up and a little bit with it? Um, I mean, in terms of hold up, I'd say it's you know in terms of how it looks and feels, sure, just as much as it did then. But I don't think it was ever something I held in very high esteem. So like, I th- I think it holds up to my original opinion of it. I don't think my opinion really has changed. So Fair. I guess that holds up its status quo 
if you will. Yeah. I mean, is that kind of what we're looking at here? Because, like, I'm not saying it holds up as a good movie, I, but it holds right where it was when I first saw it. Yeah, I so. mean, I guess that's sort of the scale. It's like, you know, is this movie any... Well, I guess it's two different questions, yeah. I mean, does it hold up to when you this would have originally come out? And I guess even back then, do you think it held up, really? It's sort of, I guess it's... Yeah, we could... I mean, I think for the time, it was probably pretty good. You know what I mean? In terms of, like, the way it looked and felt and everything. Yeah. But in, you know, the nine and a half years since it released, it, things have gotten much better. So some of the things they did look a little bit hokey. Yeah. You know? Okay. But other than that, I, you know, I don't see anything that is glaringly worse than it would have been viewed in 2011. Right. Okay. Uh, Josh, does it hold up? I pretty much mimic everything Mike just said. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy? I wrote, yes, it holds up. It, I didn't expect it to. Um, I mean, I still enjoyed the movie. That's fair. Uh, Ian? So as Josh pointed out, um, I said when we found out we were watching this, I saw a trailer <laughs> and said I would never see this movie. So I think if I had been forced into a theater when this released and saw it, I would have been like, oh, wow, for like the first 20-ish minutes, been like, this might be a good movie. And then the aliens, we find out any of what they're doing, and I'm like, oh, this movie is not good again. <laughs> so I guess it it holds up for like 20 minutes, and then it's placed into, yeah, I, I kind of wish I wasn't being watching this. <laughs> it's not great. It's not, it's not awful, but it's just like, I would never choose to watch past the first 20-ish minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I echo a lot of what these guys said, too. It, I I think it's on par for where it was. I don't think it got any better or worse in nine years since it got released. So whether that's good or bad, if you like the movie for what it is, then, you know, if you liked it back then, I think you'd like it now. I don't think anything changes, but you're not going to have a drastically different opinion coming back and watching this after the fact. But, yeah, so we'll see. All right, spinning around the ratings, I'll just get back around. Mike, out of ten, what do you give it and a little bit of why? Um, see, I, I, I've been struggling with this a little bit, um, because again, I enjoyed it, but critically speaking, 4.75 out of 10. Okay. It, it, you know, it's it, it, viewing it critically and trying to like hold it accountable for its flaws as opposed to just, I, you know, having, I, I didn't necessarily have the worst time watching it, but it wasn't something that. I'll probably ever watch again. It's your third highest rated movie we've ever done. <laughs> that speaks a lot to how bad the movies we've done so far have been for the most part. Uh, Josh out of 10. Well, uh, Ian, I'm assuming then that you have our slate in front of you. Correct. Uh, what did I give the venom? Five. Seriously. <laughs> yep. One more than Spawn. I think I was a little disappointed in you. Oh man, can I retroactively adjust scores? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. Um, so you have to rate this higher than Venom? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I was hoping I had put Venom at like no higher than a 3.5 or a 4. Um, you can always go 5.01. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I, I will I, shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot wrong with Venom, but I. I feel like there's not really a lot that's great about this or, or like even exceedingly good. So I, I mean, just, I yeah, to keep it simple. Cause I don't want to give it any higher. I'll give it a five as well. Andy. 
Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a very average movie, so I'm giving it a C, 70%, 7 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Ian? Um, I, I've been debating on this. I feel like there was a point where before we started talking, I was thinking maybe a six, and then I got reminded how much I hated the whole alien subplot, and I, <laughs> I know that matters more to me. I'm a big sci-fi guy, and I, I really hate the whole, like, the aliens would never come here to take our minerals, you know? Like, they just, they would be so, if they needed them, there's asteroids and other planets, and then if, there's just, I, I, I got really hung up on that. I think I might have shown that tonight. So I, I want to give it lower, but it's not a bad movie. Like I said, I, I don't want to watch it, but I don't rewatch a ton of movies. So I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Um, I'm kind of think trying to figure out from Josh, like where my scale is. What did I give Venom? Four. Okay. Yeah. That's about on par then. Yeah. As good as Spawn. Okay. Oh, all right. Now I'm like, oh, where? Do, how do I? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna stick stick to that. I'm I'm gonna give this one a four, also, largely because sort of like I was getting at. I think this is largely forgettable. I watched this yesterday and I've forgotten seventy percent of this movie already. Like that's not a good sign for a movie. I was hoping a second go round, since this is the second time I've seen it, I might come away with something else that lets me think about this movie somewhere down the line. Maybe get another urge to watch it somewhere down the line. Neither of which happened. So, I yeah, I'm sticking with a four. I mean, if you want to see how to not merge two genres, I'd watch it. <laughs> uh, all right, so that sort of wraps up our Cowboys and Aliens discussion. Uh, so now that we've finished off this movie, it is time to pick the next movie. How do we do that? We'll be watching and talking about. So this is the part of the show where we leave it up to the Wheel of Fate. Wheel of Fate! Uh, so again, as always, the Wheel will feature two franchises, four standalone movies, uh, we get those movies from our mega spreadsheet of options. Uh, once we remove an option from the wheel, we consult the mega spreadsheet to find a replacement. On the wheel right now, we have our two franchises that have still been sticking around, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Swamp Thing. Uh, our standalone movies right now include Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, Watchmen, Supergirl, and Replacing Cowboys and Aliens is Atomic Blonde. Which I did not put in my notes, but I'm going to make sure I include that now so don't forget. Uh, so now I have to share the wheel for these guys so they can see it and we can spin it. Come on. I want to hear the clickety clackies. <laughs> Swamp thing two. Swamp thing two. So I, I do want Swamp thing so we can get a, like a good franchise on here. <laughs> <laughs> get this thing out of here. Um, all right. It's going to happen eventually. You Let's said just, Swamp thing was the you know, most fun you've had watching any of these. Maybe Swamp thing two would be even better. I really just want to get Ghost Maybe. in the Shell on here. <laughs> that's not a franchise, though. I just kind of want to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, we, we we went back, and it is a franchise. Oh, that's right. We, that's we right. had this discussion. Yeah, we reassessed that. Yeah, Because otherwise, I was going to make you guys watch all three for a 10-hour <laughs> podcast. Uh, all right, everybody can see the wheel, correct? Make it bigger. Yes. Make it bigger. I don't know if I can. Like Andy said, give us the clickety-clack. <laughs> all right, spinning the wheel. There it oh, goes. That sweet eyes. sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You clack. You clack good. I like when it like it lags and it stops clacking for a little bit. <laughs> I like when it like spins one way and then it spins the other and it's it's weird. What are we All getting? Right, placing cowboys and aliens. 
Watchmen. There you okay. go. Watchmen. I think that's been a lot of people's picks ever, like every week. Yeah, we, we forgot to for do Watchmen. a pick this time. Damn it. We did, yeah. That's my bad. Well, I, I feel like Swamp Thing was the uh, unanimous pre pick. I wouldn't say unanimous, it? but. <laughs> it was three of five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Watchmen's a good pick. So, so I, we're doing the four hour version, right? I, I mean, we can decide that. I'm fine. That will it... be one hour less than our podcast is. Because <laughs> I will be reading. I will be reading all of Zack Snyder's credits. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we can we can decide that. We can we can figure that out. Because how many different versions are there? Is just the theatrical oh, and then extended fuck. or director? Or, or no, there... no. There's there's like. I well, think it would have to be a versions we can actually get. So. Well, at this point, it's like, what's on yeah, HBO Max, basically? If we have if we have the option know. on HBO I... Max to watch extended versions, I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay. Just let me know. I have, uh, you know, I mean, a, a Blu-ray copy that has, like, every different version on it, so I can watch whatever. So I should just assume to watch all extended and directorial cuts from now on? I mean, no, it's... I, it's... Something, something we're going to talk about ahead of time, and I think we only did it because you mentioned it like right then. Right. Oh, okay. I did not know this had an unrated extended edition. I just only thought it was the theatrical. But I think for stuff that we know, like Watchmen, where there's different versions of it, I think that's something we'll have to decide You know, before we sit down to watch it. Which version are we watching? So we're all on the same page. Yeah. But especially when it's one like Watchmen, where the extended version is an hour and a half longer. Right. It's going to be fun whenever we get to, like, Superman 2, because there's, like, five different cuts of that movie, too. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, we got what we're watching next, so keep an eye out for that. Probably, I want to say, like, two weeks, but we got Christmas in between now and then, so I don't know if we're going to be doing two weeks. Well, either way, it's going to be two or three weeks, probably. Two weeks will put us in between Christmas and New Year, so we might be able to record around then and try to get this out beginning of next year beginning of 2020 this could be the first podcast we put out for 2021 it's a pretty good kickoff Ooh. so yeah not a yeah. not a bad way to start mm-hmm. um all right well that's it uh thank you for tuning in giving us a listen if you've enjoyed the show please support us leave a five star rating and review uh give us your share on share on social media be sure to follow or subscribe to the show to keep up with us we're on spotify itunes google anchor stitcher Hopefully, anywhere you find a podcast, you can find us. You can find us also on Facebook. Search Guy and his super friends. Go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, try to hit us up with an email, Friends at gmail.com. It's there. I, I do have access. I probably won't check it, but it's there. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BG Superfriends. That I will be able to check. I check that more often. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch at Jedi Guy. Whenever we decide to do the show live again, we will do it live there. Uh, we will also be posting, you know, to, well, I'll give you fair notice whenever we decide to go live. It's it's few and far between, but it will happen again, I promise. And on behalf of Andy, Ian, Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you, Simple Nation. Stay wiggity wiggity whack. <laughs> yes.